0: Welcome to the Horsewise podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I discuss what to do when you end on a good note with your horse, but then something happens to ruin it. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Lynn Reardon, the host of the podcast and head coach at Horsewise. I'd like to talk to you today about an interesting sort of phenomena that maybe many of you have experienced. I know I have many times, which is when you do your best to end on a good note with your horse. You've really put in the due diligence. You have been very attentive during your riding or groundwork session, and you really see that moment when it's time to end, to end on a note that would be meaningful to the horse, but also... When the horse is at peace when he's really processed what you've been learning together and he is ready to soak on that and you lead him out peacefully or you ride him out peacefully from the arena and all is right with the world right but sometimes every now and then things come up that are unexpected and what do you do in those situations So what I always like to do on this podcast is share when I have had these experiences as well. Those of you who listen to me regularly, you know that I came from a very kind of not typical background for a professional horse person. I didn't learn to ride till I was an adult. And then I was able to learn a great deal from the horses themselves when I began working with X horses in a nonprofit capacity, running a charity. I also learned a lot from many wonderful horsemanship teachers. I've been very fortunate to ride in clinics and in private lessons with many individuals who I think are really just outstanding individuals as both teachers, but also just as people. Uh, people I admire and would like to emulate and am inspired by. So when I teach people in clinics or I work with horses and try to help them maybe improve or feel better really about the world, which to me is what improvement is all about. It's less about making the horse do something more perfectly for a really high score at a show. It's more about when I feel like I've helped that horse understand something and helped that horse feel more confident about the world and about people and about himself or herself. That to me is really how I feel like I help horses the most. But anyway, getting back to the topic of what do you do when you're trying to end things on a good note, it doesn't quite go as planned. So I wanted to share a story or two of my own. So the first story is one of my favorite ever clinic stories. And I was riding a horse who can be really nervous about multiple things, but particularly about cows, just not his cup of tea. Uh, They smell and they move weird and ew, that was kind of his approach to it. And also this horse can be really nervous about when the environment changes unexpectedly. When the horses, uh, let's say if you're riding in an arena and there's a lot of noise, and the horses maybe, right when there's a lot of noise, the other horses in the arena change direction. So it's two things together. There's a, a big noise, and then all of the movement in the arena from other horses changes unexpectedly. That would make this horse really nervous. So he's a super sweet horse, I really love him. Uh, he's, he's Santo, for those of you, again, who follow us, he's a personal horse of mine just a great, great teacher to me. So fortunate to have this horse in my life. And, um, I mean that just like with every sincere fiber of my being, a lot of times you'll listen to people talk about, um, horses that have taught them and, you know, they kind of know to say that, that they really respect the horse or they appreciate the horse but it can be a little bit of an automatic thing maybe that people say, but with Santo boy, I mean it with every, every particle of my being, his horse has, has, been such a pleasure and a joy to me and just a wonderful teacher. But anyway, getting back to the story. So we were in a clinic, it was a clinic with Buck Braneman and there were cows on the second and third day. And on the second day, when which is really the first day of the cows, Santo was pretty nervous about them. And that's a little bit of a go-to for him, but it's also a reflection on me. Perhaps I could have prepared him better. Perhaps I could have done a lot of things uh, more kind of quickly or subtly or whatever. So I always assume pretty much full ownership of how my horse is feeling in a clinic like that. So, But, this, but that first day with the cows, which was the second day of the clinic, Santo really made some good changes. Uh, We were guided, you know, very, very uh, effectively by Buck, and we also were inspired by watching the other riders in the clinic, and Santo steadily made some changes. And uh, the next day, the last day of the clinic, and the second day of cows, Santo came into the arena a little more amped up. You know, he was really, uh, had his cow face on, so to speak, which is kind of like a Border Collie on crack who's also maybe had some PTSD. So not maybe the most relaxed version of Santo. But I was really prepared to do whatever he needed for that day. And I was sort of paying attention to what the cows were doing, what Santo was doing, trying to maybe smooth out and soften some transitions for him, or just be really aware when he was starting to kind of make that segue from being a little too alert to becoming troubled, which isn't much of a segue at all, if you're paying really close attention. And uh, we had this great moment when we went out to work with the cows where his nervousness translated into curiosity and he is a very nice mover santo he has an uphill build and he can he can look quite dressagey in his western saddle and there was a moment when we were kind of in the middle of the roe deer with the cattle and he was a little nervous and he kind of lifted his withers and he kind of assumed dressage stance you know and I kind of relaxed into that and he, he 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 kind of pricked his ears and he looked at this cow, this little spotted one, and he went toward that cow and it was like he was taking me to the cow. It was the coolest feeling ever. It was as if the two of them were magnets and Santa was just like, he was taking me to the cow. He wasn't rushing at it. He wasn't being... Agitated, he wasn't feeling compelled to go to the cow. I wasn't forcing him. He was taking me to the cow. He was curious. He was engaged. He was in dressage stance, so his feet were balanced on all four corners. Oh, it was just beautiful. He just moved right toward the cow. Now I don't know how beautiful it was from a cutting horse competition standard, but from from my standard in Santos, boy, it was just it was a great moment. You know. And I was so proud of him. And I remember I kind of looked over my shoulder and I said, "Guy, he's taking me to the cow. Like instead of being scared or sidestepping or being tight, he was taking me. And his mouth was quiet. Oh, it was just so much fun, you guys. If you've ever experienced that, it's just an amazing feeling. And uh, I remember Buck said something to the effect of, you know, when, when people tell me uh, what they should do with their cow horses, I tell them they should ride dressage. And when they asked me what they should do with their dressage horses, I tell them they should do cow work. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud of Santo, you know. And I felt like um, Buck's comment was really directed toward, toward Santo's very um, engaged and lovely mo- movement at that moment. So then we go back to our, our place in, in kind of the circle around the roe and other people are taking their turn, working cows. And I felt Santo's um, engagement softened into true relaxation. And I was like, boy, this would be the perfect moment to dismount and leave the arena. And we were kind of uh, the way we were positioned, we were next to the fence. We were kind of next to the last in the in the line of horses at that side of the rodeo. And just by happen chance all of the cattle had been grouped, had ended up kind of being grouped up against that fence. So instead of being in the middle, which would be more ideal with a circle of riders around them, they had kind of bunched up at the fence kind of to Santo and my right side. And between the cattle and us was the gate, or the gate was on the other side, the cattle were between Santo and the gate. So there was no way to easily get to the gate out of the arena without either cutting in front of the cattle, which would be very rude to the person who was trying to work the cattle at the moment, trying to cut a cow out of the herd. And there was no way to go behind the cattle because they were up against the fence. So I was like, well, that's not ideal, but um, I'm just gonna wait, you know, in a minute, what's gonna happen is, or two or three minutes, uh, the clinic is going to end. I could tell we were getting close to the end of the session for the afternoon and it was the last day of the clinic. And usually on the last day of the clinic, what happens is that, but kind of says, okay, everybody gather in a circle around me and let me know if you have any questions. And then he answers questions usually for quite a while. So I was like, we'll have plenty of time, you know, I'll wait till that moment and then I'll leave. Cause I knew once the riders started moving around and, and getting ready to leave as a group that Seattle might get agitated and here he was all relaxed after his glorious beautiful dressage reined cow horse moment with the cattle and i really wanted him to kind of end again the session on that note so uh as it turned out unexpectedly Uh, we had, I guess, gone over and maybe Buck was a little bit behind schedule, like he needed to get on the road. So instead of the normal, hey, everybody gather in a circle around me and I'll answer a lot of questions. Buck was like, hey, everybody, great clinic. See ya. And he rode out of the arena. And then all of the riders kind of, you know, either exited out out, out the main gate or about maybe a third of them herded the cattle out behind Buck. So all of a sudden there's this massive movement in the arena. Most of the horses are heading to the gate or, you know, a solid percentage is moving all the cattle. The cattle are all moving, you know, all of a sudden immediately to Santo. And I was right. And I'm like, Oh no. And Santo was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. So he was very agitated because there was all of this movement and I was like, Oh man, poor buddy so uh, and of course on the last day of the clinic in the last session people usually need to leave pretty quickly so the day before there'd been you know a few riders in the arena santo and i had been able to exit gracefully with just a little bit of short serpentines but today everybody had to go right they had to get in their trailers they had to head home and buck had to head out to his next you know clinic which was two or three states away i'm sure So there we were, boom. I mean, seriously, like within three minutes, we were entirely alone in the, in the arena. And Santo was just like, what have you done to me? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, buddy. I, 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 I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't walk through the road here. It would have been rude. So basically my tone at that moment was, okay, we're kind of in this situation. It's nobody's fault. Certainly not Santo's fault, not even my fault for once. And so I was just like, dude, we're going to short serpentine for a while. That's all. And no big deal. Whatever amount of time you need is cool with me. I have learned to always have like a protein bar or some kind of snack, you know, in my jacket pocket. And I'm like, worst case scenario, I'm going to be here for a couple hours and I'm going to be, I'm going to be eating that protein bar. But I, I really, I don't care. Whatever it takes, I'm fine with this. And so Santo was pretty agitated, and we did short serpentines for a while, and I, I really couldn't tell how long it was going to take for him to settle because, you know, it's, it's a lot for a horse to be all alone all of a sudden who already is a little bit anxious about stuff like that, all of the movement. I think he would have been fine alone if we'd started alone, but the fact that all the horses and the cows and everybody left all at once, it just kind of set him off. And so with that mindset of, you know, whatever it takes... It could be two hours, it could be six hours. I'm cool with it. It only took, of course, about maybe, maybe 25 minutes max. And eventually those shirt serpentines got longer and slower and softer. And his mouth got quieter and quieter. And and I waited, you know, there were there were a couple of moments where I could have jumped off where technically he had stopped, where he had settled his feet but his mind wasn't settled yet. And I really wanted it to be as, as much as I could, something that a situation where he felt calm in both his feet and his mind and his emotions and his heart, all of those things together. So maybe that took an extra five minutes or seven minutes out of, out of the, out of the 25 minutes. So I dismounted, and I led him back and I was prepared, you know, where he might get agitated again when we kind of got to the point of trailer loading and all of that. But, you know, he was really quiet. He was really calm and it had been a big day and, you know, and he, he'd sweat up a little bit there while we were short serpentining. But at the end of the day, it wasn't that that bad an experience for either one of us. And so... What I'd just like to share about that story, um, is sometimes you can put the best effort into things and you can, you can be about to end on a good note or you can end on a good note and maybe something happens after that, you know, you, you dismount and you lead your horse back to the barn and there's some unusual event, you know, a giant tree limb falls down in front of you. Someone else's horse gets loose from its paddock and is galloping wildly, around the facility. All of those little things can happen. And then you end up where your horse is agitated and you're gonna have to essentially be in another session, a session you weren't planning. You thought you would end it on a good note. And I think the way to treat it is not that you haven't ruined the good note that you ended on before whatever happened, happened, but more that you unexpectedly had to go into a second session. And if you can have the mindset that, hey, this wasn't on the agenda, but sometimes things happen and whatever you need, whatever time you need, that's cool. That's fine with me. If you can adopt that sort of mental approach, almost always the second session ends up being much shorter than you planned because you've essentially... By ending on a good note earlier, you've left some balance in the account, so to speak. What you don't want to do is be in a pattern where you end on a not so good note or an okay note for many sessions previous to that. You know, in the weeks and the months before this, this unusual thing happened, where you've kind of ended on a note or an okay note, but not great. If you consistently and persistently end on a good note with due diligence and doing your absolute best to be aware and to feel for your horse in that that moment, when you run into a situation like I did at that clinic, there is this outstanding balance in the account. There is still something to draw from. There's all of these times, all of these examples where your horse has known that you were there for them and that you made sure that they ended on a good note. And even if it feels like a bit of a disaster or, oh no, if you can just set that emotion aside and stay with the mindset of, hey, nobody's fault. Sometimes things happen. We're going to get through this, whatever it takes, slow, steady. You're going to be fine. It just might take a little extra time but that relationship will grow more as a result and you will continue to gain confidence together as a team when you sometimes get into situations where you have to help your horse through an unexpected stress now we don't want to put our horses through extreme stress on purpose But when you have a moment like that, usually your relationship gets stronger. And that's exactly what happened with me and Santo. So don't fear the unexpected. Just be prepared for it in the sense that you always do your best to end on that really good note. I hope you've enjoyed this story. uh, One of many stories I've shared on this podcast of me and Santo and our adventures together. I always appreciate, again, how many people listen to this podcast from all over the world. I think we're now at 109 countries, which is just beyond mind-blowing to me. I really appreciate everybody's interest in my work. And if you would like some help, if you aren't sure whether or not you are ending on a good note with your horse or you're not even sure what that means, drop me an email at horsewisecoach at and I'd be glad to help you out. As always, thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.